Welcome to Zion, Consciousness, and Covenant, a podcast where we discuss important matters relating to being covenant-keeping Mormons in the New Age. If you have a question on what the New Age is, listen to one of our earlier podcasts. I'm Andy Rasmussen. And Felice, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Satnam. Satnam. So glad to be back with you. Yeah. This is like couple weeks in a row, right? I know. Right? Let's uh, building a little momentum here in the middle of the summer. <laughs> so we just finished a two-series or a two-episode series on um, addiction and healing from addiction uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some other things that we're going to talk about here in future podcasts. But for this one, you wanted to share a personal experience that uh, that you had, I guess, after our our last podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, well, after our last podcast about addiction recovery and the 12 steps, I, um, I went to bed last night cause we were recording late and I, and I, I, something had not really been right for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, in my life. And I couldn't figure out what it was, <laughs> but I was resisting meditating, you know, I was, um, hang on, I'm looking for my scriptures right now. <laughs> but I'll just sit down and talk, and then I'll look for them. Um, and so I was like, what am I, you know, like, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to use the 12 steps, or I'm going to let them, you know, like I'm going to do a truthful self-inventory, you know, and figure yeah. out, like, what what is the pattern? Because there's a pattern that's trying to repeat itself, or that's trying to work, you know, that's trying to be healed through the meditation, but right. I'm just like, let's just figure it out. So I laid there and I realized what it was and um, I just, you know, had, it was, it was just like a moment of having to be like honest with yourself, you know, and it was not fun. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. It wasn't fun, but like I had hope, you know, and I was like, wow, okay, this is a chance to use you tell to like, first of all, I hadn't quite gotten sucked back into the pattern. So I'll just, I can tell you what the pattern was. It's, um, I ha- I am a very capable person. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do a lot of things. And I have had a tendency in the past to take on too much stuff and get overwhelmed and then not finish stuff, you know. <laughs> but the the deeper root is why do I take on too much stuff, right? And it's it's an avoidance of something else. And so I was just kept asking myself, what's the fear? Where's the fear? What am I avoiding? And I hadn't quite yet taken on too much. I was on the borderline, but I was starting to have like a million new ideas a minute. And I was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And even in our last podcast, you can hear, I'm like, I'm developing this and I'm going to do this. And like, yes, yeah. and then I was like, wait a minute. I, and so I hadn't really done anything yet. I, I, I was just like, I'm just going to sit here until I know what's, because I can't do all this stuff. What do you know? And then I was like, what's the, what's the root? What am I, what am I avoiding? And I realized I was avoiding a, a fear that I might not know how to parent an eight-year-old daughter, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just a subtle thing, but it's like, it's like I was wanting to avoid her, which is sad, but, um, you know, we, we do that. And so I was like, okay, 
how do I keep this pattern from happening and how do I face that fear and, and have God show me? Because my mom died when I was 11, but she got sick when I was seven. Wow. And so I felt like the best mother, like from the time my daughter was born until she was around six, around six, I just felt like I knew how to do everything and I was the best mother. I never doubted my mothering skills. And then it became really challenging, and it's just because I just don't really have that subconscious sort of role model. Like, my yeah. mom was there, but she was kind of up and down. Yeah. When I was, like, 7 to 11, she was just always sort of up and down, and, you know, with illness. And so I'm just like, how do I do this? And I know God can show me how, but, you know, I had to kind of repent of my pattern, and it wasn't fun. <laughs> it wasn't really fun, but I was like, okay, I have tools. I'm going to use them. I'm going to use them. And so I meditated the next morning, and I got some pretty clear, like, instruction on, like, what to do and how to do it. And um, so I went through, I feel like I went through all the steps really quickly. Um, and there were moments where it was, like, really, really hard, you know. <laughs> I had to face, like, I just had to, like, face it you know and I think that's what's hard and then then there are moments where I wake up in the morning and there are angels singing around my bed you know <laughs> and then, then, then the next then like later that day I was also like I can't do this you know and it sounds so it's like such a small thing but anyone who's been through you know trying to make a change like they feel it but so what I did though right away was I started I went to Kundalini Yoga I set the intention to clear this pattern and I also started listening to my parenting affirmations. <laughs> the ones that you recorded? <laughs> yes, the ones that I have available on Amazon. And yeah. I was like, wow, I haven't listened to these in a while. And they made me feel really good. I was like, oh, no wonder people like these. <laughs> and they're in my own voice, so they're uh -huh. even more powerful for me. But I was like, oh, okay, like, it's just really simple, you know. Like, avoiding it takes more energy than just connecting with this beautiful, awesome person that's in my life. And I think uh -huh. another fear, if you go even deeper, is that we might connect, like, on a really yes. awesome level, in which we do. We actually connect a lot. But, like, the fear that, like, we might connect and she might go away because she might be taken away, you know. Uh -huh. and, and I think that is the deeper fear. Who am I without this issue that's uh, been part of me for well, so long? Well, like, yeah, abandonment, you know, this, mm -hmm. this fear of abandonment that sort of has been running parts of my life. For and you, so, yeah, sure. And so I, yeah, I just, like, hit it head on, I confessed it to my journal and to God and to a few people and now to whoever's listening, <laughs> I confessed it. And then I asked God to change my heart, you know, and it's still an ongoing process, and, but it's it's been really good and I realized like I don't have to be a perfect mom like and I'm good enough <laughs> she fed she's clothes and you know it's not going to be balanced because I'm a single parent you know yeah. um but like anyways I just got some good I just eventually it was really really beautiful and it didn't and it wasn't that hard there were moments where it was hard but um anyways I just wanted to share that because I feel like sometimes people talk about addiction and really like vague terms. Abstractly, yeah. Abstractly, and you're like, what are you talking about? So, I mean, and that, for me, like, avoidance is kind of an addiction. It's an anxiety reduction behavior is what addiction is. And so, you know, like, maybe on some level, mm -hmm. there was an addiction to abandonment, mm -hmm. you know, or feeling, yeah, or, or workaholism, or, or whatever it is. Right. And, like, 
Oh, another one of the things I did is I put an autoresponder on my email. Um, so if you've gotten that, <laughs> it says, I may not respond for 72 hours because it's summertime. Really? <laughs> or nice. Yeah. No, I don't I email my, you a lot, so I didn't get that. And I have my priorities, and I'm keeping my priorities straight. And then I, I set up like something where my clients can schedule automatically, so they don't have to call me to schedule. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and then I also like delegated something, so it's really great. I only am working a couple of days, a couple of hours a day, a couple of days a week yeah. um, this summer. Oh, and I think part of it too is I had. This is what I did. I saw. I took my trust back. Like, I took some of it back. <laughs> you know, I had put my trust in God. Because God has right. told me, like, he's he provides for us. You know? Like, I don't really work. I'm not a, I'm not a working mom. I mean, I kind of seem like I am because I do all this stuff. But it's all just for fun and it's God's mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Um, and he provides for us in, like, really amazing, miraculous ways. And um, I think I took some of that trust back. And I started to worry about, like, providing. And that was right. kind of feeling, well, I can do this right. and this and this. And, and I was just like, nope. I just need to give it to God. And so I did, and it's been so beautiful, you know. Wow, that wow, um, lots to unpack there, and, and triggering a lot of thoughts in my mind. Before we jump into that, we should mention, since you you kind of referenced it real briefly there, these uh, peaceful parenting affirmations that you've. When did you do that? And several years ago. Um, I, I released them a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First, I released the children's affirmations, which were a big hit. Right. Um, maybe I did them at the same time. I don't know. The children's affirmations were inspired by a little boy who was a client of mine, and he picked up my recorder, and he just talked into the recording. And I was like, well, why don't you say this? Because a person's own voice is really yeah. the most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but any, you know, but the affirmations give you space to repeat it in your own voice. But so anyway, so he, I just had him say, you know, I like myself. I like my face. I like my hands. I like, you know, and then my daughter helped me come up with some and we just recorded them. And then it's only a seven minute track mm-hmm. for kids. But I find that I like the kids ones a lot too. I wish I had had some yeah. of those message units put into my mind. When I was right. a young and impressionable age, like one of my favorite affirmations on the kids track is I can be, I can be strong and still ask for help. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite ones because I, I never got that programming, you know, it took me later yeah. to learn, to learn that, you know, and I ask for help now all the time. <laughs> but when I was a kid, it was like, no, I know everything. <laughs> Even right. if I didn't, well, and the admission and was I did, and then I right. would miss things. <laughs> the admission was that you were weak or somehow broken if you didn't have all the answers. That's yeah. very cultural. I mean, that's we all have that programming to some degree. Um, yeah. Anyway, so these are available on Amazon. They're also available on iTunes. That's where I got them. I think I mm-hmm. got them before I ever talked to you, actually. Yeah. And I have played uh, both the parenting and the kids. Let me tell you how I do it real quick and uh, for folks out there if they're interested but I will play um, the kids ones for my in in my boys bedroom or bedrooms um, at night just while they're sleeping after they've been sleeping for for a little while and usually play it with some mantras or whatever then that's that track is on there as well uh, the parenting one, I don't do as often. I should, certainly. But, uh, yeah, well, Phoebe's always with, with my me, parents. so I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, so yeah, I'm that's... like, you can't listen. These are my secret things that I do so that I like you more. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love her. I adore her. So I play that in our bedroom with, with my wife and I. I said my parents, but they don't sleep in my bedroom. Your parents. Um, with just my wife and I. And as I play those sometimes <laughs> at night, too. Uh, anyway, so that's one way to use those. And you can have them playing in the background and, you know, at home while you're awake, whatever. But I like the uh, kind of inserting them in the into the subconscious while you're sleeping and its uh, defenses are down. Yeah. I did them on the, my drive. I got to go to the grocery store the other day by myself. It was so awesome. <laughs> and it's like a 25-minute drive, so the nearest, like, Trader Joe's. Cause we oh, wow. Like, I know. We were kind of far. Um, well, there are good grocery stores here, but um, I like Trader Joe's. So, yes. so oh, I drive. I drove there, I know, and I... And I listened to them the whole way, and I even repeated them out loud. And I have the top down on my convertible, and like, like I wonder what the people around me think <laughs> as this is coming out of my car. It's not what probably comes out of this car. <laughs> not all convertibles with the uh, the young blonde chick. Uh, I am feeding myself healthy food or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was smiling. I was happy. Yeah. I was like, wow, these make me feel good. And so, yeah, so those are in circulation right now. And you they can will also be find them on your while. website or your blog. Yeah, no, but I mean, they're in my circulation right now. Oh, and you're <laughs> yes. circulating in your, you're right, okay. Yeah, but they're on CD Baby as well. You can get them there. And if you buy them on Amazon, please leave a review. I don't think I've ever asked anyone to do that. And so I don't think I have very many reviews. One lady bought the wrong, like she bought track one, which is kind of the intro to mm-hmm. the family, to the parenting affirmations. And she was all mad because she thought she was buying affirmations, but she only oh. bought the intro. Because the intro track How is much? only 99 cents. And the right. whole, but you have to buy the whole album for that one, which is um, $10. 10 bucks, the kids' okay. track yeah, is a dollar. Um, yeah. And there are four tracks of the parenting, I think. Yeah, the parenting okay. is like 45 minutes long. There's four different right. tracks. They're about 10 minutes each. And then there's like an opening intro track, which explains kind of how best to use the affirmations yeah. and why they're awesome and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, to that point real quick as well, um, anybody who's enjoying this podcast, feel free to leave a, a good review on iTunes as well. If you don't enjoy it as much, uh, just yeah. talk to us privately. You don't have to leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us what you don't like. <laughs> um, you know, I have to. I have to mention that. I have to talk about that <laughs> really quick. So people always ask me, not always, but a lot of times, like when I'll go to like a big con- uh, conference or something, and mm-hmm. they'll still ask me. Not that I do that all the time, but even just one on one or in emails, people will ask me, "How do people respond to you?" You know, like, how does your local ward or whatever? And I, I'm like, right. fine, fine, like, good. Everybody, like, everybody likes me. It <laughs> doesn't know? matter. I am happy and eating good I foods. Am, What's and, the matter with you? <laughs> but I, and I've often wondered, like, why do they ask me that? And I think because um, there are, like, honestly, I've never in my whole blogging experience, well, as Progressive Prophetess and even as, the gift of giving life. I've never had a negative comment on my blog. Uh, yeah, that like, is I've had remarkable. A couple of, I've had a couple of weird ones, like mm-hmm. where I was like, right. were you drunk when you wrote this? <laughs> you know, like I don't even know where that came from. And spam. But, you know, I haven't had any any negative you know, responses. I think God just guides the people to my blog who are ready to read about right. it and learn. Right. And mostly I get just 
amazing, wonderful stories about people whose lives have changed. And but I think that when people ask that question, like how do people respond to you? I think it's because they're they want to be open and free, like I am. I guess <laughs> to talk about stuff and and wondering what their own experience might be. You know, if they do. I think they're still afraid a, a little bit yeah, of absolutely. the world more than men, or. It could also be that maybe it's just not the right time for them to speak up. Like maybe, because right. I do know, I do know some people, um, some uh, students of mine who live in areas where like it probably would not be wise for them to be. To, but but for the most part, you would be surprised. I you know have students in Afghanistan. Do that? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but it's all changing really fast. Yes, you know what I is. mean. Like like in areas where you know maybe there was a crazy bishop who thought it was all like satanic worship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and that's changing all really fast and because pe- more and more people are you know falling apart and they're like <laughs> willing to say anything <laughs> and they're like maybe this will work and then they find out it does you know and they're like wow true <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you i um you may remember about probably about this time last year actually um i, I had that very conversation with you on the phone one day <laughs> oh you did and i, had, well, I was asking how just what kind of feedback you'd got uh, specifically, I think, on some of your blog posts. Mm-hmm. And you told me that, and I just thought, oh, really? <laughs> like, no, because I, I, I live in a world where there's a lot of discussion, and a lot of it is negative and critical mm-hmm. and tearing down. and Or, or even if it's not um, uh, over, overtly negative, the uh, mm-hmm. thinking patterns are critical, right? Take the pieces apart and examine them and throw out the bad ones, and there's mm-hmm. there's very little constructive thinking. And, yeah. and so when you said that, I that, I remember that distinctly because I thought a lot about that for a long time. Yeah, well, I think I just delete it. Like, it just, I don't allow for it. I don't attract it, you know? Right. And, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I just don't. Like, maybe people don't like me. <laughs> I don't notice. <laughs> You know, maybe they think bad yeah. things or they make comments and they just, the, the, the cyber angels just delete them before I ever see them. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just doesn't happen <laughs> because I just feel very confident in what I'm doing and saying. And I know it's inspired, you know, I mean, so yeah, so that's it. Oh, but you were just talking about thinking and thinking patterns and, and mm-hmm. I, anyways, Yes, people have thinking patterns, but you would be surprised, though, like who who tends to gravitate to it. But also, I just watched a movie last night. I watched, and I haven't seen it in years. And if you haven't seen it, maybe it won't mean that much to you. But have you ever seen the music now? It's a musical. Of course. Yeah. Okay. The old one? <laughs> the right. old wagon is a yeah. That one? <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, okay, so if you haven't seen the movie, quick um, quick, quick cliff notes is it's about this traveling salesman who sells band instruments. It's an old musical, and he's a swindler. He goes in town, and he sells all this stuff, and he promises to teach the kids how to play. But then, you know, he leaves town once he gets his money. But so <laughs> so in this musical, he he says he's, he's teaching the kids, and he's teaching them using the think system. <laughs> and yeah. he touches his temple as he says it. The think system. He's like, if you want to play the minuet in G, think the minuet in G. Da di da di da di da da di da. And so he, he, they get their instruments and they're waiting for the uniforms. And and he's you know holding practice 
band practice, but they don't ever touch their instruments. They just say, da-dee-da-dee-da-dee-da, And, like, everyone's like, what the heck? But he's a really good, like, he's a really good salesman, you know? Mm-hmm. And and he even is explaining it to the one music teacher in town, and he he's so convincing, you know? And in the end, he gets caught, but, like, it all works out because the band does come in and the thing system works and they're able to play the menu at G. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, da, 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 and the whole town's just like, wow. And he did, he changed the town because of his imagination, his ability to paint images for people and have them get like drawn into that image. Um, you know, and it, and it does change the town for the better. Even if he'd run off with their money, the town was better, you know, like, yeah, because he was there, but he stayed because he fell in love with the librarian. Spoiler <laughs> alert! But so, are you the music man? Is that what you're saying? No, I just love his. Like, I loved how he used the think system, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay. this has been around for generations. This is in the old movies. People just didn't take it seriously. It was just more of like a parlor game. But really, if you just think, right? You know, if you Create think first in your that mind. people yeah. are gonna people are gonna land based me." going to happen yeah. you know Absolutely. but if you think okay. everyone on earth is just gonna like be drawn to the truth <laughs> when they're ready they'll find it and they'll love it you know and like mm-hmm. everything i'm doing my family's gonna embrace it may not work right away <laughs> but there's one funny part in the movie where the librarian she's kind of an old maid you know she's all of 26 but back then that was super old (laughs) and her mother is just desperate for her to like meet a man. And so she's outside on the front porch talking to, talking to the salesman guy. And, and then she says, mother. And her mom comes in. She's like, I just told professor Hill that I would meet him at the footbridge in 15 minutes. And the mother is like, mother says, Lordy at work. She said, I've been using the think system on you from the parlor. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, what we think, like if I think, oh my gosh, like my daughter is so well behaved and she's like so easy. She really is. I mean, she really is easy and like it just makes our life easier. That is great. Let, so I want to. That's the think system. There you go, from uh, Professor Harold Hill, if I recall. Yes. Um, I'm going to go back to your experience a little bit and pull okay. a couple of things out of that because it really, uh, some things really resonated in in uncomfortable ways, <laughs> which is generally <laughs> that a was signal. why I shared it <laughs> <laughs> to let everyone know that I'm not perfect, and so you probably aren't either. <laughs> so. Uh, you mentioned you have a habit of taking on too much, and, and you're very capable. And, and this is a this is a an interesting thing for me because uh, for much of my life, I was convinced that I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very much, very. In fact, I think the next podcast we may be talking about the the, the masculine and feminine and, and male and female. I was very um, reticent. Uh, and that's a far too nice a word to to step into my male energy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. To do and to create and to uh, and to really uh, make things happen. Didn't think I could, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And that goes way back to even some pre-birth things that we don't need to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it it was it's very deeply ingrained, and that was my experience most of my life. And and it was augmented. I'm not sure if it was caused, but it was certainly augmented by the, all the difficulties with the the mental stuff and whatever else. Um, mm-hmm. 
but in recent years that has started to shift and in the last um, you know a couple of years shift profoundly and now I find myself um, kind of in a new phase where uh, I do the radio show uh, but that's very part time just a couple hours <clears throat> a day but it, it occupies a lot of energy and certainly thought energy and, and it gets me involved in a lot of uh, uh, in- interesting Embroiled? things yeah um, <laughs> Politically and, and otherwise in the community in the state, um, so there's that, and then I have I do real estate and, and I'm building that business of my own. Uh, and uh, I just a few months ago took over with with a couple of buddies uh, as the uh, partner and, and the managing partner actually of this uh, local fly fishing shop. Okay, uh, love really like enjoy them all for different reasons. <clears throat> And uh, then you know, there's there's church and there's family and there's uh, local involvement in the in the Republican Party and other things. That's a lot. <laughs> We're not supposed to talk politics at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the local party, political party, I have to yes, mention which one. A party that you go to. Listen, I'm in Cache Valley. No, ain't nobody going to be confused about which one that might be. <laughs> but uh, all right, I live in Los Angeles, everyone. Yeah, there you go. So, but uh, I'm independent. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's there's that's a lot going on, and of course, okay. summertime is the you know high busy season for both real estate and and fishing, as you might imagine. And I've been struggling with some of this, taking on too much, wondering how to simplify and what to do. And then you mentioned that's just for you anyway, and like I say, it resonated in uncomfortable ways, uh, just an avoidance mechanism. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I swore in my head, I'm not going to do that on this podcast. <laughs> Well, dang, because that's right. <laughs> and yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm we all do that a little bit. going to have <laughs> to examine. Maybe I'm not, you know, on the outside it would be like, wow, I've really, really shifted um, from where I was several years ago, right? What an amazing blah, blah. And right. then on the inside, maybe it's, I mean, it is amazing. And I, and I thank God for the, the healing and the grace every single day. It's, it's unbelievable. But uh-huh. maybe I'm... Not as far along as I thought. Maybe there are things that I'm, I'm still, not maybe, I'm absolutely certain there are things that I'm still avoiding by this mm-hmm. uh, busyness and this, this uh, hectic you know, right. lifestyle at this point, specifically right now this time of year. So anyway, um, and then so you what, said avoiding takes more there? energy. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I thought, hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, at first it can be uncomfortable. And I definitely, there were a couple of, of, um, you know, hours of a couple of days where I went to self-pity, you know, right, and I, right. and I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> self-pity is another form of pride, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, like I just have to, I, and then you can go way in your head and feel horrible and guilty. But I was just like, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to go to Kundalini yoga. Well, that <laughs> really was my next question. God. That was my next question because, um, Certainly for me, and I know for many people I know uh, personally, that is the next step. Then when you realize, oh my gosh, I've, I'm not doing as well as I thought, or I've, I've made this big mistake, and I, or I've built this, uh, uh-huh. this facade of what I'm about, and it's not, it turns out it's not true, or whatever. Um, and then the, you collapse in on yourself. This, this crushing, my, what, I'm, I'm just right. a mess I always thought I was, or I'm whatever. How do, uh-huh. you, how do you skip that? How do you Well, I think that's when the 12 steps come in handy because I was just kind of like, well, I can just meditate or whatever. But like there is a real power in confession 
you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I wrote it out in my journal, a written self-inventory. I confessed it in my journal. I confessed it to God. I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is what you've kind of been trying to, you've been trying to give me all these opportunities to, like, mm-hmm. just be with my daughter. Like, I asked you a long time ago. I just want to be a mom. You know, you've been giving me all these opportunities. Right. And, like, sorry, I took some trust back. Oops. Um, <laughs> you know, like, take mm-hmm. that, take that step, you know, confession, and then, be willing to let God change your heart and just kind of like go through the steps mentally and then, um, you know, and then use the technology that you have, you know, like I, I use my affirmations, I use Kundalini, but there was, there were right. days where I was like, okay, I need to drop this pattern. And um, at the same time, I was also doing some reconciliation and restitution. Like I started the bedtime routine better because it had kind of fallen off. And I started mm-hmm. doing like oils and massage, massaging your feet, massaging your head and just really connecting with her. Even if we don't right. connect that much during the right. day because she's eight, she wants to go play, you know, uh-huh. but it's still really important that we connect and we talk. And so doing that, but at the same time still feeling all these feelings, I just, you know, had to just go by intuition and inspiration. And there was one day where I was like, Oh, I need to do this Kriya yeah. to drop my personal pain. It was one of the rebirthing Kriyas that I taught in my rebirthing series. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to do this Kriya right now. And I did it, and I felt like 500 pounds lighter. I was like, wow, oh, it feels great. Wow. Like, it's done. I fixed it, you know. And then there was, more to, there was more to do the next day, but I really feel like it's definitely now, like, like I didn't resist meditating this morning. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I meditate every day. But there are some days that it's harder. And I know when it's harder, it's because I'm working through something. And this time I was just more conscious of what I worked through. And I think it helped me to work through it faster. Right. Let me, um, something that came to mind there. Uh, my inclination has is, has always been to, um, I always had so many tools available with the gospel. Now this, uh, all this stuff, everything's coming together, and I feel like there's so much available. Is to recommit or reschedule to uh, add more of these things in, right? If I'm more stressed or if things aren't happening the way, then I need to add this and add this and do this right and, and make sure it's better. And then how it's generally ended up is uh, I see that schedule at the beginning of a tough day and say, ah, "Heck with that, right? <laughs> right?" And blow yeah. it up. And then I. And then I uh, and then the the self beat ups and all that crap starts all over again. It's and it's that is the right. cycle. That is the cycle. Yeah, and you need to self compassionate. There you go. And what I realized <laughs> I though saw is that it's, on a bracelet. Someone had a bracelet. Oh, really? Self compassionate, and I was like, "What's that?" She's like, "Just self compassionate." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> that was um, my message for okay. the day. My message for the day. Well, let me. Maybe we should all get one of those bracelets. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, it's just that. It came to, in a different context. Is that's um, that's you trying to manage it, son? And yeah, um, exactly. Give that's up the management. I, <laughs> you can't do beautiful. it. That's this first step. Well, that was the thing. I was like, okay, how do I dig myself out of this hole? Have I taken on too much? Um, you know, I'm gonna have to set a schedule. I'm gonna get up early, and yeah, I was like, wait, yeah. I just need God. I'm like, guys, here's my time. What do you want me to do today? You know, right. Let me. But can yeah. you? Can I read you just a, a couple of things from the Course in Miracles that I um, sure. read this week that are were very timely and to this discussion specifically? This is uh, this is one. It says, "If you're and I posted this one on Facebook. If you're trusting in your own strength, you have every reason to be apprehensive, anxious, and fearful. <laughs> what can you predict or control? What is there in you that can be counted on? 
What would give you the ability to be aware of all the facets of any problem and to resolve them in such a way that only good can come of it? What is there in you that gives you the recognition of the right solution and the guarantee that it will be accomplished? Who can put his faith in weakness and feel safe? But then it says, God is your safety in every circumstance. His voice speaks for him in all situations and in every aspect of all situations, telling you exactly what to do to call upon his strength and his protection. There are no exceptions because God has no exceptions, and the voice which speaks for him thinks as he does. That's beautiful. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. So I have to share one other thing that I found this week, because once you start to see, once you start to realize that the 12 steps are an eternal concept, mm-hmm. <laughs> you see them everywhere, they're all over in the scriptures, like they're in King Benjamin's, you Yeah. Know. Yes. everywhere. But here's where I found him this week. And I thought this was really cool. We were talking about Psalms in Sunday school. And the book of Psalms is awesome. It's a lot. It's like poetry, hymns, you know, but it's more of an Eastern sort of. So if you consider East and West, there's Occidental and there's Oriental. Mm-hmm. And this is more Oriental. Like I've said before in my book, it's like Jesus Christ was not Western. He was Eastern. You know, mm-hmm. he was Oriental. And a lot of the Bible stuff, the Psalms, they read, unfortunately, a lot is lost in translation, but they read sort of more like the Eastern poetry. And there's some really beautiful ones. They're all praising God. They all read a lot like some of the mantras. Um, and most of them are kind of attributed to David. But there's yeah. a couple, there's 14 Psalms that are called the Psalms of Degree. Mm-hmm. And it starts at Psalms 120 and goes to 134. And some people have, I mean, there's different thoughts on what it means by the Psalms of Degrees. And um, some people think it's because they're they're like steps, like they were sung on steps, you know, which is interesting because there's a, there's a, uh, a well in India that people go and there's like 119 steps or something and they and they chant Japji on every step as they go down to the water, and it takes, like, 20 hours or something. But if you do it, you're supposed to achieve liberation. But Uh but anyways, it's also, like, steps, like, to God. And so it's like, oh, that's really interesting to think of psalms, these psalms as steps. And so I read the first one. And the first psalm says, In my distress I cried upon the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. So basically, he's in distress. He's realized his life has become unmanageable. And he's getting honest, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's, like, being honest about, you know, what his life is, what's happened. And then um, he just kind of goes on for a couple more verses. Uh, and then the next psalm is, is has hope. He says, I will lift up my eyes into the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. Anyways, it's really beautiful, and it goes on. And then the next one, it doesn't necessarily go in the same order as the steps, but it's really similar. There's one for um, changing the heart. There's one on humility. There's one on um, service. There's Mm -hmm. one on... You know, I mean, if you look at it, it's just, like, really cool. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. And How then timely, forgiveness. In, yeah, it was very timely. <laughs> well, in, in, in a lot of the 
LDS Church, uh, they'll be studying the Psalms either this or in the next year, in, in in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we studied it this last week. Did you? And yeah. maybe we will again. I'm not sure, but um, it's a it's a great one. I think to really ponder in light of the twelve the twelve yeah. steps That's and beautiful. like just how it's an eternal concept, you know, and um, you know the like honesty and then. Hope, trust, truth, mm-hmm. confession, change of heart—you know. And well, then... I think of, and I—I I didn't look it up here, but um, the Psalm of Nephi, right? Second Nephi four, when he mm-hmm. goes on and on, getting real honest about. It. He's not beating himself up. People read it like that sometimes, yeah. like he's, oh, here's Nephi experiencing all this self-pity uh, and doubt. I, I, I used to think about it like that. I don't anymore. I think he's doing step one. He's saying this is really. <laughs> What I what I am and who I who I am in this experience right now. Um, yeah. Nevertheless, he says, nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted, and mm-hmm. the Lord Jehovah has become my strength and my song. Maybe I'm mixing scriptures there, but I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely taking a truthful inventory. Do not anger again because of my iniquities. Do not slacken my strength because of my yeah. afflictions. There he's kind of laying out. He's doing the yeah. written self inventory. He's he's confessing it. <laughs> And then, you know... And calling on God to, to correct and calling it. on God to remove his weakness and heal him. And, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and he's also, like, he's doing daily accountability. But we also are doing, you know, the forgiveness and the, and the restitution and reconciliation and the service mm-hmm. all along the way. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's just, I think it's, it's really beautiful to kind of have a roadmap. <laughs> and, um... Is, you know, besides fantastic. all the tools that we have that help us access the atonement, like, if we don't really know what we need the atonement for, you know, I mean, it can still work, <laughs> yeah. especially yeah. when you're using Kundalini Yoga. Like, the yoga, because like I said, I didn't really know the 12 steps, but I got them worked in me. Like, they worked me <laughs> as soon as I really started right. down this path. Like, guys, just like, here's what you need to look at. <laughs> You know, now we're going to humility. Now we're going here, you know. Um, but it's so nice to, like, choose that, you know, mm-hmm. yourself. And just really, like, okay, like, what are the patterns that I can heal today, this week, yeah. you know. And, well, and, and um, it, this is really taking a, a beautiful turn here. And I <clears throat> today I thought... Um, Man, it's still there's it when it, it gets so hectic, and uh, the, the little exercise for today for uh, Course in Miracles. This is this is what it said. First thing, well, not the first thing. One of the first things I read this morning. Uh, it says the part of your mind that is listening to the voice of God is calm and always present, always at rest, and wholly certain. It's really the only part there is. The other part is a wild illusion, frantic and distraught but without reality of any kind. Today, try not to listen to it. Try to identify with the part of your mind where stillness and peace reign forever. Try to hear God's voice call to you, lovingly reminding you that your Creator has not forgotten His son or daughter. Right? Beautiful. And I thank God for good poets and writers, so we can quote <laughs> them. <laughs> like Nephi, who yes. I was just reading to my daughter how he prays continually for his people and his eyes water his pillow at night. Yeah. 
he's he is quite poetic. Some of these authors and the Psalms, ugh, the Psalms are so great. Well, let's recommend those then as a kind of a close to this series. Uh, nothing quite so healing yeah. as the Psalms. Yeah. So go read Psalms, or I invite you to read them. Psalms there you 120 go. to 134. Will you? Will you read them? <laughs> and I, I just fell on this scripture right now, and it says, For my soul, this is from 2 Nephi, For my soul delighteth in the scriptures, and my heart pondereth them. And writeth them for the learning and the profit of my children. Behold, my soul delighteth in the things of the Lord. My heart pondereth continually upon the things which I have seen and heard. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Felice. We'll do this again soon. Sooner than people know. (laughs) Satnam. Pardon? I said we'll do this sooner than people know. Yes, Satnam. Satnam.